Hey, hey, and welcome back to Toast. So as you may have noticed, I am trying to change the format to more of a video podcast. I am integrating swearing. I think that the whole part of me being clean at the beginning and throughout my entire podcast just wasn't authentic Jordan, as many of you know and love me. Um, So I'm not going to be like, you know, swearing as much as maybe I do when I normally tell a story, but, you know, the word fuck is going to be back, and I'd rather be able to be, you know, legit about how I'm talking and telling my stories, because the way that I tell them in a hostel, and the way that I tell them at a party, should be the way that I'm telling them to you guys, my loyal listeners, and thank you so much for your patience and all of the fucking shit that I've been through um, in my, you know, inconsistency in posting, but I'm back, and this is the proof, so let's dive back into um, Nicaragua. So obviously I'm not going to cover everything that I've done in the country. Um, I'm going to just touch back on what I was saying last episode, which was I'm going to go on Ometepe. Ometepe is an awesome place in Nicaragua. If you go to Nicaragua and you don't go to Ometepe, you've never really been to Nicaragua. Ometepe is an island. It's the name of an island in the middle of a massive lake, Lake Nicaragua. And That lake was made by the eruption of a volcano, which is sick because the island itself is just two volcanoes. And like when you get on that island, it's really sick because like getting to like the part of the island where most people go, like that hippie area where you're on the beach and you also have volcanoes and it's a cloud forest and you have, you know, howler monkeys. And if you've never been to Central America and you've never heard a howler monkey, it's basically an acapella like screamo band. They're just like, oh, it's amazing. They're hilarious. Um, they basically claim their ground and, you know, certain amount of kilometers with that. So really cool place. Go to Ometepe because you have the option of kind of choosing a few different places. Like what's the vibe you want to go for? A lot of people rent, you know, four by fours and scooters. Cause that's pretty much what they have on that Island. And they just rent these scooters and they go around and they scoot around the Island. You get, it's basically coastline the entire way. There's, you know, the, the ring road basically that goes around this eight shape Island, you know, the Island's kind of shaped like an eight cause it's two volcanoes, of course. Um, so I, we went closer to this smaller volcano. And at this point I was traveling with a dude for a couple of days and he was a really cool Aussie guy. Of course, you know, travel with either an Aussie, a German, a French person. Those are the people who end up uh, doing their long-term trips. And those are the guys that you want to end up uh, traveling with and picking up on your journeys. So we were going to this place that um, everybody was recommending. It's called El Zopilote. Zopilote is completely self-sustainable eco-village on the island of Ometepe. And for some context, there are a few of those in Ometepe. They're not like the only one. It's more of a hippie vibe island. A lot of expats go there and open their places and just say like, screw it, I'm going to live in the middle of Central America, separate from all of the, the drama that's now going on or been going on in Nicaragua, separate from the entire world, you know, and they just live on their ecosystem and they chill and they have good weather and they have monkeys and they have volcanoes and they have beaches and scooters. I mean, what more do you want? So we go to El Zopilote, which is, you know, one of the most famous ones because it kind of doubles up as a hostel. And it was really cool because you're sleeping outside in the bunk beds, but you you have your mosquito net. So it's a nice, cool breeze at in night, like when you're sleeping at nighttime. And it's awesome because you're just, you just feel so much more connected to nature. There's no like chargers or Wi-Fi outside of like that main area. So call it the, the lobby slash restaurant area of Zopilote is where everybody hangs out. So it forces everybody to be social and not really hang out in their rooms as much, though you can volunteer, right? A lot of people stay there. They volunteer. You tend to the plants and everything. And that's pretty much what they make all of their menu from. 
needless to say, or maybe needful to say, um, there are no animals, so they don't they don't have meat products. So it's it's a you know a vegan paradise over there because they have a lot of heavy things, but it's all made with things that they grow, and they're not growing animals. So it's it's very very hippie, very very cool, and there I met you know. A decent amount of people, and we were. I was trying to recruit people to go on a hike because we needed four people to go on a hike with a guide. And then I ended up running into a dude from you know my province, Quebec. He lives closer to Stoneham, which is a nice mountain um, halfway between Montreal and Quebec City. And he was, or he is, maybe still to this day, a park ranger at Stoneham. And and so he's you know pretty comfortable with trails and finding trails and things like this so we're you know at the small volcano which is known to be like the harder volcano to walk up so that's why I kind of wanted to be there and we decided like okay well screw it we're not going to do it with the guide we don't need to pay this dude we can make our own lunches and we can go and we're going to hike this mountain so we made some lunches we set out like you know early in the morning because it was supposed to be like a four and a half hour hike but granted we knew we were going to get lost 100% 100% chance you're going to get lost. It's Central America. It's a volcano. There's no real path and it's hard to follow it. But we have two different apps. So we're kind of following it and we're going up this mountain. And there's four of us. There's me, the Aussie guy, now this Quebec guy, and some random American who joined us. And we had no idea what we were in for. Let me tell you, it was raining like you've never seen rain before. I had a rain jacket. Everybody had rain jackets on. Still within like 45 minutes of leaving, we were completely lost. We lost, like we had no idea where the trail was. Both of our phones were disagreeing. It was pouring down rail, e- rain, even like under the canopy of the trees. Like we were getting belted with just like massive drops of rain. Like the howler monkeys were silent. They were not even having the rain. So we we're like walking up this mountain. We lose the trail, we find the trail, we see some people, we kind of refine the trail. And eventually, the best thing about the small volcano is that you have the the caldera, which is, you know, the the, the, the precipice, the, the, what do you call it, the the, the peak of the mountain, the, the, you know, the summit, which is, you're inside a volcano, you're inside the crater, that's the word I was looking for, the crater of a volcano has a little, like, pond in it. I don't want to say lake because it is the smaller volcano, but there's a pond in there and there's water and we were soaking wet. So when we finally got there and we realized like, first of all, we were never going to get the pictures that people were getting because like, let's be honest, when it's raining, you're never going to get good things, especially when you're, you know, let's say a vertical kilometer higher than the ground. Um, so we got no view of the the crater itself, the crater lake that, you know, is the most picturesque thing maybe of the island, um, aside from the beaches and whatnot. And it was fucking crazy because I just turned to the dude and I said, so, like, we're completely soaked. We might as well just go in this thing, right? And we go in and it was just like knee deep mud and we were having the time of our lives. Everybody was look, everybody who was there, you know, the other suckers who ended up walking up on that super rainy day. We got wrecked and and they were looking at us like we were crazy and we were just in there splashing each other with water, trying to swim. It wasn't really deep water. I don't think we even got down, got to our chest, but uh, it was cool to, to just be able to take advantage of the moment. And that's really what Ometepe was for me. It was taking advantage of the fact that 
we did know that there was going to be a bad forecast. We knew that there was a very low chance that we were going to get to see the crater lake. But like, you don't give up. You don't let these things take you down when you're traveling. You just, you know, grab the bull by the horns and you, you fucking do it. And the best part about that, as much as, you know, the American guy was, was crying and whinging the entire time when we were going down and the rain kind of cleared for a second, we were coming down the small volcano and you have this beautiful view of, like I said, the island is an eight shape, right? A figure eight. And so you see the other volcano, or we saw it that time because the rain had cleared. And so we just had like these post rain feels and rain clouds in the distance. And surely I'm going to post that picture with it. And that was just like this beautiful moment of serenity amongst the chaos that was, you know, maybe six hours of hiking. And, you know, it wasn't easy hiking. It was slippery. We were, we fell on our ass. I think like everybody was just made of mud by the time we were done. And you just have to accept your moment. And instead of, you know, crying about it, we, we were smiling the entire way, or at least some of us were, three of us were, not the American. And, and it just, it was so fucking beautiful. And I'm so happy that we did it because we got that picture, we got that story, and then we got back down to El Zopilote and we got to, you know, enjoy the rest of the day. I think we got some beers, of course, when we got down to the town on the way to this hostel. Um, so moral of this story, go to Omotepe because why wouldn't you? Eco villages and things like that. And, you know, take advantage of the moment. And we ended up staying and extending our stay in Omotepe. And we found a lot of cool hostels that were on the beach side. So we switched hostels and we went, they had like their own, you know, cacao factory. So they're making their own chocolate out of some of these hostels that are not necessarily eco villages, but they still create their own product. They still get their own identity. And it was cool because um, kind of throughout the the Gringo Trail that I was mentioning last um, episode, you know, that, that one route or variable ways of going through Central America and South America is that um, there are a lot of like little Israeli settlements and Israeli people like to stick together. They're, you know, really cool like that. And in Ometepe, they, that was where we, we stayed at an Israeli hostel. And there's just, you know, you just hear Hebrew everywhere and you have like amazing falafels and just like Israeli culture just stuck in one little spot. And anybody who's been to Machu Picchu or Cusco, because that's where the community is staying, knows that it's fucking cool, especially when you can get a bagel. And, you know, my Montrealers know how much a bagel after months of traveling feels. Um, so Ometepe was just like an amazing island to be on even just like going to and from the main areas and my main hubs where where i was staying like you have to cross the runway of a plane there's like one plane per week or two planes per week that fly and they're tiny planes but the the road out of where the the ferry drops you actually crosses over this runway so for a moment there like you're in a car just driving across a runway and it's not like every day that you get to have that experience. So I highly suggest it. I highly suggest that you guys take advantage of the horrible fucking moments when you're traveling because sometimes those are the best stories. Sometimes getting volcano board things shoved in your face and doing the things that you really don't want to do, like even hiking up a mountain. A lot of you guys don't want to hike it. Do it because that's what you're going to remember and that's what you're going to appreciate. And that's what this podcast is about. It's those stories. So Tune in because next week we're going to start on Argentina and I'm going to start with a story that fucking sucked and the end result was beautiful. So stay tuned and toast out.